Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm -hmm. If you look back on every town's history, every major building has burned down. Yeah, there's a fire. <laughs> like in my little town right now, the original town hall burned to the ground. Mm -hmm. If you weren't burnt in a fire back then and survived, you were one of the lucky ones. Mm -hmm. A lot of agreement on the chocolate milk with us up. Yeah. And then the other people that didn't agree asked if I was 12. Mm -hmm. Let's just see who our special guest is. Santa Claus, is that you? <laughs> of course it's me. How are you? Mm -hmm. I like to have a little bit of eggnog when I get home, but that's only after I'm done flying. So the day after. What is now, going on? Now, Sam, mm -hmm. the day after delivering all the presents, what does Santa Claus do? Well, I like to relax in my chair in front of the fireplace. Mm -hmm. Oh, Santa kept it PG. I thought he was going to tell Mrs. Claus to come on over. <laughs> mm -hmm. How many elves does it take to build uh, the five and the X? Uh, usually I'd say two or three per per console. Mm -hmm. I feel kind of bad that I didn't believe it was Santa and I asked him about his personal life with Mrs. Claus. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, Dan, let's lift the veil. Who really is it? And it was like, Santa. Oh, 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 oh. I don't talk about what I do with Mrs. Claus. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast, brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Dance. Hmm. Dance. Can one really dance to this? Oh, yeah. In Europe, big time. I feel like that's a lot of whiplash. That voice you hear, Kayla Gray, Hi. is our co-host this week as Jay's off for uh, the holidays. He's back in January as we are on the uh, the day of the winter solstice, solstice, December 21st, when Ontario learned we're being shut down again. I mean, but let's, let's all be very clear. We're going to be shut down in a couple of days. Yeah, we had like this immediate rush to an immediate action. Yeah. That's going to just be immediate action in four days. Boxing day. So go do what you want to do on Christmas Day. Boxing day will shut it down. Here's my problem. I've followed it strictly. Like, right. I, I don't leave my house unless I go to work or drop my kids off at school. It's like being penalized for someone being a jackass in school, and you're like, nope, you all get detention. Listen. You're like, you f***ing idiot. Dan you it up for a f***ing <laughs> all of us. <laughs> piece of f***ing Well, get your f***s out. I, we could swear on this joint? Oh, we bleep it. Okay. Um... Listen, am I am I wrong? In we're that? all in this together. I understand what you mean and I understand what you're saying. However, we are all in this together, so we all have to kind of suffer the consequences together. Like I have friends and they're like, "Oh yeah, I was at a house party." I'm like, "So you do know there's a, a pandemic?" They're no, people like, have oh, taken no, themselves out of quarantine. It, it's in no, we're in a bubble. And no, then you ain't no damn bubble. And then they'll say, "Yeah, I'm going to another party." Like, oh, we're in a bubble. I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. You don't understand." You moron. Well, because people are starting to make the rules for themselves. You watch Christmas Day. See how many of your friends are going to go dark. The ones that have been posting all last year in front of their trees with friends and family, they're going to go black this year. Want to know why? Because they're up to no good. I'm, I'm staying at home. Well, it's perfect Christmas. I'm wondering. Everyone's like, oh, we're heading into a lockdown. I'm like, damn, y'all coming back to phase one? Because that's where I've been this whole time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been locked down. Yeah. Uh, someone uh, told me, uh, or was did I see it on Twitter? And they're like, someone asked me, so be honest, are you really following the rules? And they're like, yeah, I am. <laughs> like, dude, what? I'm not trying to catch the Rona. 
Yeah, no one wants that. Well, I saw pictures from Blue Mountain. It's a ski resort oh. here in Ontario, um, and it looked like utter chaos there. And it's like, why? You, this is the thing about idiots. They know that people are going to go to Blue Mountain. You know people are going to go there. Why are you showing up anyways? It's they, like Ikea. Those that go to Ikea, you know it's going to be busy. Why do you go anyways on a weekend? Oh, why? Well, I would never step foot in an Ikea <laughs> on a weekend, ever. You would have to pay me thousands of dollars. I used to call Ikea the best form of uh, birth control. Just go to the kids section. You never want no damn children. And it's the best place to, to find out if you can make it with a, a mate. If you survive Ikea, it's, it's, a, it's a common joke that every comedian has told, but it's true. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen listening, okay? I just moved. I bought a whole bunch of stuff from Ikea. It got delivered. I thought I could be a hero, forego the $70 to get things set up. Don't be a hero if building is not your thing. Pay to have things assembled. Don't be an idiot like me, struggling, doing the Googles, all the things. Because here's the thing about those IKEA manuals. They're not really as straightforward as they think that they are. So someone like me is going to mess something up. And I sure did mess things up, and I had to reorder things. So pay for someone to assemble things if you can. Okay, that $70 charge, is that to assemble everything or per item? I think it's, oh, that's a good question. Well, because no. you can also go on one of those apps like uh, the Jiffy app. Where someone comes to your house and just does it for you. Really? In a jiffy. In a jiffy. Isn't that correct, Christoph? Yeah. I be- Jay said he, uh, his friend did that or something. Really? That extent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I'm just going to go that route next time. Next house, you know, next week when I'm not so broke. Oh. Year by time. <laughs> That's oh. how we're doing things here. All right. Yeah. Delicious. And obviously my hands are still covered in paint, so I'm sorry. I like I'm really trying to do de- I, I showered, but you know, paint stays. You need turpentine. What? Turpentine takes the uh the paint off your hands. Okay, what is that? It's a paint remover. So I don't know this stuff. I just mm-hmm. learned about uh painter's tape yesterday. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that green joint's for. Yeah. I thought it was just really crappy tape. <laughs> it always no looks great. When you see it in use by a professional and you're like, Oh, it comes off perfect. When I do it, it looks like uh-huh, I painted with a a razor blade or a saw. Ugh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. It, painting always looks like it's going to be easy, but it's not. The hardest thing. The corners. The streak marks. The application. <sighs> the coats. Nah. Anyways. Not for me. We went left, didn't we? No. So, uh, Kayla, this is your first time uh, co-hosting. Yes. As I take a sip. <laughs> so, your first time uh, hosting someone to co-host? <laughs> No, we've had a ton of co-hosts over yeah, the I heard last time. Jermaine. Jermaine was great. Jermaine's fire. Um, very funny guy. Um, how did you end up at TSN? Lord. Because we've never got into your backstory. Really? Oh, I snuck in here. Um, hmm. like, how did, first off, how did you get into broadcast? Oh, so I went to the College of Sports Media, okay. and then second year... I you actually, have Jim Taddy as a teacher. Yes, I did. No, uh. I don't know. I don't have Jim Taddy. I had Jim Van Horn as oh, a teacher. Yeah. Um and second year, I actually got called in to do an audition for SportsCenter, but I was green as <laughs> Didn't make it, obviously, thank God. Uh, and then I went to BC, Prince Rupert, British Columbia, and I was like a reporter out there. I was, Is it really rainy in Prince Rupert? It's rainy as hell. Okay. I but it was sorry. great. It was so fun. I was actually like scared to go hiking, like not like the hikes on the Don, Don Valley Parkway in Toronto, like a real people hike, like bears will come at it. It was a great experience. Um, and then I came back here to be a radio producer. Mm-hmm. So I was producing from, from time to time the International Sports Report. 
And then um, I did more radio producing. I did radio updates. Um, and then it was wild. Like I, I had pitched myself to do for F R E E, um, reports on the Raptors opponents that were coming in. So I'd be like, can you just like, let me set up and do a camera like shot or, or a top and tail on like the, the Minnesota Timberwolves and, um, the digital side was like, yeah, sure. Go for it. So that's what I did. Did the audition again, kind of did more live event stuff and then boom, sports center. You took the path that we always tell aspiring broadcasters to take. You have to leave your comfort zone because you've probably met these people. They work, they, they live in Toronto, they grew up in Toronto, they go to school here and they're like, I'll just get a job. I'll here, no problem. stay in Toronto. You have no. to go to a place that you don't know a soul. Yep. And you did that. Yeah. How long were you in Prince Rupert? Less than a year. Okay. So it wasn't even that long. But the best thing about it was I was there. There was no other black person there. So I was trying to make friends out there, which was great. Um, I, learned on my, I worked hard on my relationship building skills, which you need. Um, I was learning about what actually mattered out there and, you know, how to go. Oh, I was can off you the teach coast. me some of those things? What? <laughs> what? How to make relationship friends? Relationship. <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, I, I, I'm still learning. I am still learning. Uh, and uh, so if I if I share any any advice, you got to take it with a full gulp of salt. OK, um, but no, I yeah. And like, like out there, you just you just have to survive. Like you have to figure out where everything is. You have to meet the counselors and all the things and be nosy and like love Prince Rupert. But a place like there is where you're kind of allowed to make a little bit more of your mistakes. And you get to learn every job at the same. Yes. So everyone that was all struggling to set up their work from home stuff with this when this pandemic hit. Ha! Guess who knows what headroom looks like? Yeah. Proper headroom because <laughs> I had to shoot and edit my own stuff in Prince Rupert. There we go. What's the industry in Prince Rupert? Is it logging? Yeah, like logging, uh, oil. There was a huge, huge debate on whether or not, like they had like a pipeline going up there. Um, but then, of course, Hadaguay was there. So there was a lot of conversations with the indigenous community and, and them not getting jobs first. And so, yeah, things I, my Scarborough behind, would never have indulged in when it comes to conversation, but I sure was plopped up in it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so- all right, oil. <laughs> Let's what what would the it. drive be from Vancouver to Prince Rupert, hour-wise? Like, hours. Uh, hours. So, a flight would be four hours. Okay. So probably, like, 16. Yikes. You were... Oh, I was you there. were deep. I was deep. I was north. I was like, <laughs> dang, where am I going? You could whale watch out here? What the hell? <laughs> Must be beautiful. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. I mean, cold, so I had to get stocked up on my, on my lotions and potions. You know this well. <laughs> I get ashy. So I need to make sure I have some kind of coconut oil, coconut butter, whatever. I had to stock up, get some shipped to me. But once I had that all together, I was all good. It was beautiful. And uh, fast forward to today. The pandemic's still going. Mm-hmm. Looks like... We're still, uh, we still yeah. here. Lord. You know, I was thinking this on the way in. I'm like, we're getting close to when it all started. Yes. We're, we're almost, almost a year. A year. Oh! So how, how have you been through the pandemic? I- show mm-hmm. a hot ass mess march i was like oh cool we're gonna be done like june june will be back nope june came and went still stuck in this funk um but yeah no it's just been ups and downs i guess like a lot of personal ups and downs uh mentally crap has been all over the place I've given up on looking forward to things. That's so sad to say, but I feel like when you're in this, you just got to be present because God, there's no, there's no way we could tell when this is going to be over unless we all have a vaccine. So 
here we are. I look forward to walks after dinner. Uh. That's, <laughs> that's something where I'm like, there's nothing else to do. Oh my gosh. Or walking rust. Walking my dog, I look so forward to that. In oh, the you morning. have a dog? Yeah. I don't read as a dog person, eh? I've just never seen pictures no, of No, I just don't read as a dog person. I've, I've accepted that. People are like, you know, you don't really read as a warm person with a dog. Is this a, a, a like, small dog, a big dog? He's slim thick. He's short. Slim thick. <laughs> he's a slim thick dog. He's like short. So he's a Jack Russell, boxer, German shepherd. Can I see a picture of this thing? Sure. This animal? <laughs> this thing. His name is Rust. We name him Rust, Rust after True Detective. Okay. So the funny thing is I have a friend also named Dan. And yeah. um, whenever he and I see dogs, uh, we take a line from a, a famous Seinfeld episode where Kramer's. That's his back. Oh, yeah, that dog's chunky. Yeah, he's slim thick. He chunky. It's not all fat. <laughs> he's just muscular. Yeah, sure, that's what they all say. Um, <laughs> so have you well. seen the Don't Seinfeld... shame the dog. Have you seen the Seinfeld episode where Kramer's driving the, uh, the handsome cab? And, oh, yeah, he's very cute. He is cute. And the dog keeps uh, letting uh, gas go, and he's like, Rusty! <laughs> Rust. So whenever we see a dog, I call the dog Rusty. Rusty. So I would be correct if I called your dog... You would, because he does pass some obnoxious kinds of gas. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. And where did the name actually come from? True Detective. Matthew McConaughey's character. How would I know that? Because <laughs> you ain't supposed to know that. Oh, my God. Listen, I'm the worst with name picking. Okay. Like, my son, his name is Levi. His name was supposed to be Logan. That took years to come to. Not years, but months, obviously, because you're not pregnant for years. Thank God. <laughs> um, and then I met a Logan, and I was like, yeah, we can't name this kid Logan. Or Logan's a jackass? Yo, Logan was a little mm. And I was like, damn, we're back to the drawing board. So then I was like, I kind of like L. Like, L sounds cool. And I think we were, like, walking by the Levi store, and we're like, ah, Levi. Mm, not named after Bo Levi Mitchell. No, no, not after that one. <laughs> nope. Just Levi. It just sounded, ah, yeah, so I Levi like is his name. It's a great name, right? I always judge names on uh, if you'd go to a party at their house. My uh, my favorite name for a boy, if I ever had party. one. Party. Would, like, you'd be, say, for example, Aaron's having a party and Gus is having a party. <laughs> Which party do you go to? I mean, Gus's sounds yeah. like a tie, but let you me, go let me to Gus's. You Levi is not having no damn parties in now, his whole life at my house. If Levi has a party or or Johnny, you're going to Levi's now, you party best go to every, because you every want, you single time. You don't want that smoke with Levi's mom because Levi's mom will for sure be there. Oh, you're going to be out of town. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I used to pull this stuff. Oh. I know exactly what's coming. I'm going to be right there. Like, nope, not, not. I'll, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna be that parent that's like, I'm going out of town for three days. Have the house, honey. I'm not going nowhere. I'm going right, right around the corner for a staycation. And guess what? I'm popping up every hour. I don't want to. I don't know who you're bringing to my house. True story. My parents, uh, they, they caught you. They right? went out of town and my, I have uh, two older brothers and an older sister and they're out of the driveway for 20 minutes. Cars start flooding. Are you it. Si- they couldn't like, even wait? Every light is on in the house by like 9, 10 o'clock. It, it's a rager. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everyone starts yelling, your parents are here. They're pulling up the driveway and everyone's people are jumping out windows. They're running across fields. Oh, no. So my, my, one of my brothers goes out to my dad and he's like, everyone's better be gone here in 10 minutes. And then they pulled out. Everyone left. They came back, and I Wait. don't know what was said to my brothers, because none of my friends were there, so I didn't get any. Sorry, your dad gave an opportunity? 
Yeah, better than me. Well, he was a, he was a justice of the peace, so he yeah. kind of has to mind his oh, P's and Q's. Gosh. He oh. can't go in there and just start. Everybody has to have, listen, when I used to go partying in high school, and not to tell them my friends, but we walk into the house, you make sure you find your exit strategy first. Oh, yeah. Because if the police show up or a parent shows up, you need to be gone. Yeah, back gone. door. Gone. Back door. Be right? right by it. Make sure you're not dropping your beer cans anywhere that someone could pick them up and, and, and print. Like, we thought of everything back in the day. And did you bring a type of alcohol that you knew no one else would have because if they had it at the party, you're like, you stole some of my drinks. Yeah, Vex. I would drink Vex. It's, I, I mean, I know. I, I sound like a softie, but it was sweet. I don't even know what that is. It's like a, <laughs> it's like, you, it's like a Smirnoff ice, kind of, but cheaper okay. and way Fuck sweeter. cooler. Yeah, sounds like a very vodka sweet. Cooler, very sweet. I would bring Molson Gold in the parties, and only old men drank that. So no one stole Ew. my beer. No one stole but my. But I beer. was never. I listen. I had my first beer that I actually enjoyed when I was like twenty-one. Really? Yeah. What beer was that? Coors Light. Yeah. And that's all I drink. Coors, that's all. I, that's the only beer I'll drink. Good. They're a sponsor. Oh well. Uh, not of the podcast, well, but on the TV me. show. Let um, me secure my Coors Light bag. Speaking of a, a sponsor, we ask everyone that comes on the show, what is your McDonald's order? Have we ever asked you that? Because <laughs> no, they're haven't. a podcast sponsor. What do, is your go-to if you went into a McDonald's drive-thru right now, you order what? Uh, 10 McNuggets and supersized fries. What sauce? Uh, barbecue. Because what else are you ordering with that? Now, here's the weird the thing. The honey is, one's good. Mm, here's the weird one. that you'll, and sour. Before Kanye West made fish fillet a thing, I used to go to McDonald's and order fish fillet dressed like a Big Mac. It's actually really good. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me with some judgment no, there. Anything with Big Mac sauce is good. It's amazing. Ugh. Put that on a birthday cake, I'll have it. What's your order? I go with a Big Mac combo with a root beer, and then I usually, root if I'm not feeling hungry, I'll get a McChicken on the side. A McChicken on the side? Oh, yeah. That's, that's a little chaser. And you told me, uh, it's well known, it's been documented on this podcast that I have an air fryer and you let me know you have an air fryer. Yes. So I have so many recipes to get to you uh, for yes. late night snacks. I made sweet potato fries. Those were awesome. Cupcakes allegedly can be made in the air fryer. I'm going to try. Am I going to, is it wrong for us to do holiday cooking? In the air fryer? In the air fryer. Why? Why is that bad? Because I feel like holiday cooking, you got to, you got to bake. F you got to roast. Not you know fry. we're in a pandemic. <laughs> if you serve crackers, be happy that you have crackers. Not to eat. crackers for Christmas. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. Even, I have no plans. I don't even know what we're eating for Christmas. We had uh, you don't lasagna know what you're eating for Christmas. Lasagna Hi, hello, for that's... Easter dinner. Maybe oh. we do lasagna again. I don't. The, all rules are out the window in 2020. Oh my gosh! So you don't have like a set plan? No sides? No. no nothing? Hell no. Do you? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking about it. See what? Well, you don't have it either. <laughs> this is a huge debate. I know my sides. We're gonna do sweet potato mash, sweet potato mashed potato. Okay. So mash, um, and then maybe some regular potatoes, some beet salad. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm gonna do it. Beet salad's not that bad. Beets taste like beet and feta dirt. salad. Mm, 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 mm. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna do like a roast turkey or a roast chicken. That's the the debate. Because okay. it's only going to be me, Levi, and his father. Yeah, that's all anyone's going to be. <laughs> Woo! Fun times at Christmas. Is McDonald's open on Christmas Day? Maybe I'll Probably. get to McDelivery. Hey, that wouldn't be a bad idea. 
Um, I know Kevin Burkhart probably has uh, his Christmas all planned out. He is play-by-play guy for Fox. You see him on uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. He's a good buddy of ours. Uh, Kevin, do you have your Christmas dinner all planned out? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by no, the way, no clue. Uh, by the way, Kayla's here uh, filling in for Jay because Jay's on uh, holidays. Hi, Kayla. Sorry to disappoint well, uh, you. Uh, I- Oh, it's all good. Hi to Kayla, and give my best to Jay. And Toolsy, I missed you, buddy. Oh, I miss you. Now, we wanted to dive right in, because you are still calling football games at stadiums with no fans there. <laughs> I want to jump right in. What is it like calling a football game in an empty stadium? It's definitely different. I mean, you know, I, I think I've gotten used to it just because we've been doing it the whole year. And once a game starts, you're just kind of, I don't know, you're, you're, I guess you're numb to it. You know, you just kind of do your job and you're watching the game. And you're not really paying attention as much. The weird thing for me is like just, you know, we're driving up to the stadium and there's nobody there. Right. You know, usually in the morning there's people tailgating and it's, it's crazy and it's a great scene and people are all dressed up. So you just pull in and it's just nothingness, you know, and, and, and it's, like, it's just the most bizarre thing just getting out of your car and walking to the press box and there's not a soul there. So once the game starts, it's been okay. It's just, um, it's everything that leads up to it. And it's the big moments too. So, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of used to it by now, but it, it, it is bizarre. And have you been in the two brand new stadiums in Vegas and L.A.? I have not been in either, amazingly mm-hmm. enough. Uh, I'm dying to go to both, so I haven't had any games in either, although a good friend of mine worked on the one in L.A., and I've seen all the videos and pictures. It looks amazing. And I fly over it every week, if that counts. I'm not sure <laughs> if that counts. So what is the protocol for the crew? Do you guys have to go through massive testing? Do you have to quarantine when you get back from games? Because so far, you guys have uh, pulled it off flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, we're just kind of, uh, so we get tested every week. Um, you know, so I've gotten tested every week since, uh, you know, the summer, really. And and then it, it's just really on you. You know, the, you know, Fox is just asking you to be smart. So, right. you know, we're not going out to dinner. We're not going to the team facilities. We're, we're just being, we're, essentially, we're flying in and we're doing the game and we're getting the, the heck out of there. That's, that's what the season has been like. So it's been a little, you know, the interaction that you're used to having, you know, going and having a, a cocktail, uh, you know, on Friday night, that's kind of done. Uh, so it's just like the routine that you're normally used to is completely toast. You're just kind of showing up, doing the game, which is great, and then you get out of there, and, and we're just kind of being careful. I, I mean, everything in L.A. here is pretty much locked down anyway. There's not a whole heck of a lot you can do, so I'm pretty much home during the week. You know, the one thing that I find so interesting because I do live events covering the Raptors is there's a certain energy you can build your reporting off of. It kind of feeds in that energy in the way that you report. How have you been able to find and tap into that with no fans there? It's a really good point, Kayla. It's like, it, you know, I, I think for me, it, you know, there are big moments in games that you're so used to the kind of just shutting up and letting the crowd carry it. Um, kind of what you're speaking of. And I was a little worried that I would just talk too much because mm. you're filling space, right? Because you stop talking and like, well, wait a second. There's no noise coming through. What's going on? So I I was worried about that. And I really had to tell myself early in the year, just, just let it be. Like, let the natural noise come through. And I think the one thing that's helped with football and with us is there's so much you hear from the field now. You always kind of heard the quarterback calling, you know, audibles and things. But now you're – I mean, we've heard conversations between – guys on offense and guys on defense because there's nothing else to hear. So 
that part's been kind of cool. And, you know, we, we've just kind of let that carry it. But I, I've had to keep reminding myself not to just keep yapping because your, your natural instinct is to fill that space. I agree. How, how is the protocol when something that maybe audiences shouldn't hear makes it <laughs> on air? <laughs> Well, it's funny you ask. That just happened the other day. Uh, <laughs> there was, a, there was uh, we were doing the Buccaneers Falcons game, and there was quite a large uh, f bomb that was. You know, some of them are, are lower. You know, they're lower audible, right? So you get maybe you hear it, maybe you weren't sure if you heard that. But then this one was a oh no doubt that. Was that. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, sorry about that. Live TV, you know, these things happen, and and you kind of move on. So. That was the first time it's happened where it was so loud and clear there was nothing else going on, so I felt like I just needed to acknowledge it and apologize for it. So it happens, for sure. One of the uh, problems the UFC guys have run into is because they are octagon side, so the fighters and the corners, they hear them calling the fights. You haven't got to the point where you're like, man, I hope they don't hear me down on the field. (laughs) It's not not that bad because we're still far enough away. Um, but, you know, there's been a couple where I've gotten a little excited and I'm like, wow, I wonder, wonder if they heard that. I think the interesting <laughs> point is that, you know, there's so much now, like for, for every week, you know, you hear all these plays, you hear all these audibles and you hear every bit of chatter. So I, I'm fascinated by like every week these teams have to change it up a little bit because it's out there what everything that they're doing. So I think that's been a little nuance too that, um, but luckily, you know, Dan, like we're not right next to like the, like the octagon. We're not, we're not right there. Otherwise, I don't know how I would do that. You kind of have to maybe like the golf whisper and that type of deal. But <laughs> I haven't had to worry about that. So we've well, well right. a few times our former uh, co-worker, Daniel Cormier, he said something during a fight. And then the fighter <laughs> heard him that. and changed what he was doing because of what <laughs> Cormier said. Yeah, I mean, plus I would listen to him considering <laughs> his history. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, if I said it, I don't think they really would care. Like, oh, you know what? Let's run that play. Burkhart said, good idea. Let's do that. So I don't know if it's the same the same effect. How is the dynamic between player and broadcaster kind of either tightened or loosened now that there all, are all these protocols together? You guys aren't really allowed to be as close with each other, but you're also all in something together that no one really has that kind of experience with. Yeah, we don't, I mean, we don't see anybody anymore. Everything's on Zoom. So, you know, we used to have really tremendous access in terms of going to the, to the facilities and, and hanging out with coaches and players and, and doing all that. And it was really, it was really great. We got a lot of good information and just, you know, you develop some relationships. Well, everything, just like everything else in this world is on Zoom now. So, you know, we, we do our Zoom calls and that's the end of it. You know, the other thing we used to do, Kayla, is we used to go to the field before, you know, before the games, and you know, you just you're just talking with players while they're warming up. You're just you know, just kind of shooting the breeze. So that is all gone. We mm-hmm. show up and we get escorted to the broadcast booth, and that's where we stay. Uh, you know, the the entire game. So yeah, those there is nothing this year, and that that part has been weird. You know, I I know that Zoom is is fine. I know a lot of people are used to it, but I, I mean, I still think it compared to sitting next to someone or across the, across the table from someone, I don't think it's the same, personally. Kevin, um, you mentioned Zoom. The NFL is a billion-dollar industry. <laughs> How have they not got a technical producer to go to every team and set up their Zoom area with proper lighting, Quality. proper microphone, proper camera angles? The, the person could have it done in a week, just going from team to team setting up. It is horrible. 90% of the time. 
I would say the answer, Dan, is that they just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to admit that it, it's going to be something of forever that might be forever. Yeah, well, they, well, I, yeah, that's the problem. Like, I hope that you know, all that you you kind of get used to this, and everybody, teams are getting used to, it, players are getting used to, it, and I hope it's not you know considered for long term. And you know, I know they've talked about it in baseball. You know, you have that access in baseball to the clubhouse before games, and it's just so huge. You get to talk to all these guys, and you know, really develop a relationship and find those good stories. So, I, I mean, I hope they don't think that this is the way to go in the future so yeah dan i think they're just like yeah we're not going to do that we'll just have like the pr guy hold up a cell phone essentially <laughs> yeah. doing. uh kevin uh i have to let you in on a text that i sent yes. kayla today um <laughs> because we were talking about uh the podcast and stuff and i said i booked fox playboy play guy kevin burkhart <laughs> Inst- because I did voice text, it was supposed to say I booked Fox play-by-play guy Kevin Burkhart, but now she started looking you up like, whoa, this guy's a, a playboy. He's What's going on with this guy? <laughs> See, so, that, so really what you did is you set me up to fail. I can't possibly live up to that. <laughs> no, I, gave you, I elevated your status. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's also like when, you, you know, when you're typing something and autocorrect changes it to a word. I, autocorrect changes things, My some of my text to words I've never used in my entire life, never even typed in my entire life. So I'm like, wait, I thought it was supposed to be like familiar things. So I, I don't know. I get in that type of thing all the time, but I just say, Kayla, I'm sorry. It's I am fine. <laughs> my iPhone cool. won't let me swear. <laughs> it just corrects it like, no, you're not going to send that. No, you're not going <laughs> to send that. Nope, nope. Um, nope. Is this a season where players are starting to actually look their age? And I ask that because mm. I feel like with the way that things have been, I mean, I look at, you know, my sector, where it's, which is the NBA, the lack of a preseason, you're kind of like, oh, you're kind of playing your age. <laughs> you're not really getting that kind of those reps in the way that you would be accustomed to, because as we know, athletes are such creatures of habit. It's a really good question. I, you know, I, I think that, you know, the one thing is that has come across a little bit is that, you know, there are so many quarterbacks now in the league that have been around forever, right? And they're still performing at a high level, whether it's Breeze or Brady or Roethlisberger, all these guys. I think the one reality that we've seen is that, you know, it's hard to be 45 and still throw the ball 80 yards in the air down the field. It's just some of the skills you have when you're 25, it's just not the same skill. So, so all those guys have found ways to be great still, which to me is impressive because some days just, you know, getting out of bed and the back hurts and everything like that. And, and they're, but, but I do think that you make a really good point is just sometimes, you, you know, you're seeing some of the areas of weakness that maybe you never saw. Um, so I think that is something in the league that has, yeah, I think it's come across. I mean, the Steelers are a good example. I mean, Roethlisberger, they, all they do is pass, but all they do is really pass it short. They don't really go deep down the field. So mm-hmm. I think that's why they've struggled the last couple of weeks, and teams are starting to figure that out. So how do they, you know, you know, how do they adjust type thing? So I, I would agree with that. Uh, Kevin, just doing some housekeeping here because I got a message from our producer, Christoph. Um, uh, we had our days mixed up, so we are kind of catching you off guard here. I wanted to make sure you aren't pressed for time right now. Uh, do you have another five minutes? Oh, no, no, we're okay. See, I, okay. I, 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 misunderstood, I misunderstood the uh, Canadian word for tomorrow. I didn't realize that tonight. <laughs> Well, I, well, because yeah, because you got the the message a day late. You were probably flying or something. I don't know. He's <laughs> booked and busy, yeah, Dan. Sure. Not I'm everyone's sure sitting on their bum like you. Hey, speaking of flying, how is the flying experience during a pandemic? 
Oh, it's a, it's a treat. Let me tell you, it's a real. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have. I don't know if you guys have traveled at all. It's it's you know look it's it's small world problems, but it, it's just kind of stressful. It's it's not fun. I like traveling actually, and like going to different cities, and don't mind getting on planes. But you know, you're there's just there's a lot of things you take for granted. I mean, and it's besides wearing the mask. It's you know you're even more leery of people on top of you. You really can't get any food anywhere because even if you you know the the the, the airlines themselves aren't serving really anything. And then if you have a layover, the airports themselves really don't have much open. Um, and, and so, and even a lot of the hotels, like it, it, it's just a weird experience. That's, that's the way I would put it. It's, it's a little stressful. It's not, it's not the norm. So you just don't know what to expect. And, and every city is a little different with how they're handling this pandemic. So, you know, some places you land and it's like, there's nothing going on and nobody's got a mask and every bar is open. And then some places <laughs> you land and, you can't get a single morsel of food for 20 miles. So yeah. it's just, it's very, it's very strange. So here's just a, a little bit more stressful than usual. Here's a question I'm going to put to both of you because I saw this on TikTok today. It's my, it's my favorite <laughs> social media thing. It's very entertaining. Oh, and the question was, what is something now you look back and say, I can't believe we used to do that before the pandemic. And, and someone immediately said, buffets like you go in there use the same Mm -hmm. scoop that someone just used and you go back to your table and you're licking your fingers someone sneezed on all the food that so buffets definitely kevin what would yours be where you're like yeah i'm glad that we don't do that anymore yeah i mean honestly when you think about buffets is a good one it's funny you just asked me about you know traveling in airplanes Eating, eating like dinner next to someone on an airplane when they're like elbow to elbow for you, and, and like that is that is really disgusting. I mean, that is really just. <laughs> Kevin's done it a bit, and, huh? <laughs> you know, yeah, and you know, it's if you you know there, there there are certain things about this six foot social distancing thing that actually kind of work for me. It's like you know what, I, I don't really need to be right next to you. You, you should be over there. So uh, the buffet is a good one. I, I would think just. Close proximity to anyone you don't want to be close proximity mm-hmm. to in general. And when you travel, that's like everywhere, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the buffet one, though. That's a good one. Mine would be handshakes. I know, controversial, but I'm not trying to shake anybody's hand after this. Yeah, especially well, here's, here's really sweaty you. hands. Let me ask you guys this. Yep. Have you had the, have you had the, the, the I'm sure you have. Have you had the folks that, you know, just whoever it is, whether it's a, a good friend or a, a business person or whatever, just come in for the the big old handshake during this, and and you're like, okay, do I do it, and <laughs> then immediately douse myself in Purell? Do I just put up the fist knuckles to acknowledge that I didn't see the hand? Like, how do you handle that? That's, you give that's them the people's elbow. That's what you do. Yeah, honestly, not a single person has gone in for a handshake. It's just elbows, elbows. and most times it's you just give a, a distant hi. This is what I'm most intrigued about because I've had. Uh, three COVID tests in my lifetime. All three, I'm still reliving and revisiting that trauma on a nightly basis. Kevin, how many uh, COVID tests do you think you've had? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know, 35 or so? Oh, oh my god! Have they gotten any easier, and do they still do the touch-your-brain swab? They've gotten away from the, uh, you know, scrape your cerebellum. They've gotten away from that. So it's... Um, I've gotten the ones that are in the nose, but not like that far in. And I've gotten some that are in the mouth too. And those are honestly, they're, they're pretty easy. So yeah, I, if I had to deal with the brain buster every week, that might be a whole different uh, ball game. But uh, yeah, I don't really want to experience that. No, thanks. The brain buster. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Kevin, what's the next game you're calling? 
I've got uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs against Ooh. the Falcons on Sunday. Yeah, so it's always great to see them. Oh, gosh. Who's your MVP right now? Is it Mahomes? Well, it's always hard to go against him, and I would put him right there. But I, I would, boy, cause, and I also think Josh Allen is right there, too. I, but I, yeah, if I'm yeah. taking it today, I, I'd give it to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he has been... He has been maybe the best best that he has in his career this year. Um, so tight race with those three, but today I'm giving it to Aaron Rodgers. You can't disagree with that. I mean, <laughs> I'm playing. You can't. I mean, I, there's there's, there's there probably a, a lot do, of. Do you feel an affinity for Josh? He's he's in close yeah. proximity to you. Do you do you feel like a love there? Is, no, I no. That. I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm just I'm watching my my team right now. You talked about Ben, and and we we're having that conversation of players playing their age. That's exactly who I was talking about specifically. Um, but for the Bills fans that are watching and are a hot mess because their team is looking pretty legit what do you have to say about josh allen yeah i mean i he, he has done an incredible job i mean you know he i think the thing that that makes his story so good is you know like everyone loved his talent you know when he but you know talent he wasn't a finished product he was raw he had a great arm but you know there's a lot of things that he needed to learn uh, they always say when you talk to the guys who have done it they always say the hardest thing is to to get more accurate right you can teach other things you can teach certain elements about playing quarterback but getting more accurate or a lot more accurate is hard to do and so the first couple of years in the league he wasn't more accurate you know he was a good leader he he could run he had a great arm and you know he did a lot of good things but he, his accuracy has, has gone to a level that no one thought he could get to this year. So he's just added that to his game. Um, you know, and, and I just think he's he's been sensational. I mean, he's so young and has so much room to grow still. So to me, I, what he has done there has been just ultra impressive. Yeah. it's And the, the thing is, is Bills fans can't be in the stands to witness no. it. Ah. But they'll sure find a way, Dan. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, they just have to break tables in their own backyards. Uh, Kevin, we really appreciate this. Once this pandemic's over, I'm flying down there, and we are uh, uh, meeting up at our our hideout and having a few cocktails or ten. Yes, at least. Minimum, minimum six. And Tulsi, uh, <laughs> I miss you. It's great. It's great to hear your voice. And Kayla, it's a pleasure. And give give Jay my best, will you? I will, and give our love to everyone, buddy. All right, see ya. Okay, talk to you. That's Kevin Burkhart, uh, Fox play-by-play guy, Fox Playboy, play guy, Playboy. <laughs> I was play like, guy. that's what they're calling them these days. Wow. <laughs> uh, just a, a consummate professional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, so you can hear him uh, calling the Chiefs game this weekend. You'll be like, oh, I know that guy. 35 tests and counting. No. You this is why I stay at home, so I don't have to take those tests. So you got the ones that uh, go hit the right brain? Up, go right up to the back of your skull. Ooh. And here's the thing about these COVID tests. Let me scare some people. Okay. You think once they put it up your nose that they are done. No, no, no. They r- They've got way more to go. And then, depending on who you get, if they like you or not, they do a little twist. Ooh. Just to make sure they've got everything. And I've, I got one with my son, and he took it like a champ. Me, on the other hand. <laughs> so when this all started and the test came out, we had viz of an athlete getting a covid test and i almost threw up when i first saw it i'm like i can't see that like their eyes were watering it was oh it was a ufc fighter um they were testing anyway i'm like can we can we not show that 
but we still did. We still did. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this has been fun. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. We didn't get Kevin's McDonald's order. Crap. What is it? Okay, well, judging Kevin, which I don't like to judge people, but I would assume that he is a regular cheeseburger kind of guy. Okay. I'm quarter s- pounder with cheese. Quarter, yeah. Right? Doesn't he sound like a quarter pounder so. with cheese? I think mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, what would what? you say? I'm going to say Big Mac. Nah, he's not a Big Mac guy. Mm-mm. But does he get Super, the nuggets on the side? He's too professional for the Big Mac. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the most... <laughs> that is the that, signature burger no, at McDonald's. No, that is your signature no. burger. If you think McDonald's, you think Big Mac no, instantly. No, 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 no. No? Not or anymore. fries. Or fries. You think fries. McDonald's yeah. has the best fries. Oh, yeah. Like, they have... Like, I'm wondering what is like what is in the, those fries? Magic has to be. Those are the best fries. Ooh, and if you're feeling spicy on um, one of your nights when you go to McDonald's, you make sure you get a poutine. Hmm, I've never had those that. fries. Is a poutine? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Oh oh my gosh. Guess what I'm getting after the show today? <laughs> yeah, you are. Poutine, poutine. Okay. Um, anything else we need to take care of? I think that is it. This is our last podcast until the new year. Oh, I'm setting you eyes oh. off. You learn something every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're back on... We're finished on Wednesday, the 23rd, and then we're back to work January 3rd. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep, I think so. Well, uh, If I'm wrong, then... Uh, get there when you I'm get wrong. there. Yeah. So, uh... Hey, it's a, it's a different Christmas for everyone. Uh, stay safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't see your friends and family, but uh, that's what FaceTime's for. Yep, yep. I'm uh, particularly happy that I don't have to wait on my aunt's hand and foot this Christmas. Every year, she's like, get me this, get me that. So I'm not doing that for Auntie Pearl this year around. But yes, yeah, stay safe. Take care of each other. You have an Aunt Pearl? That's like I out of a I movie. Got aunt, <laughs> I got an Aunt Pearl, an Aunt Pat. Um, but yeah, stay safe, everyone. Uh, take care of each other. We're going to get through this soon. And have you, um, got a new hobby or have you mastered anything during this pandemic? Hell no. Hmm. But people that do, they're special people. Those are very special people. Me, I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. I've read a lot. Maybe my hobby has been drinking wine. Ooh, red, white? Red only. Ooh. I've grown since my Vex days, okay? <laughs> I've grown. You can still... I actually uh, got some Chardonnay recently. I'm like, this is a Chardonnay ice cold. Great to sip on. You know you can have your red wine cold, too. You're supposed oh, I, to have your red wine cold. I always have my red cold. wine cold. Always. Someone thought it was sacrilege, and I was like, no, no, no. This is how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to have a nice, chill red wine. And do you know at the LCBO, the, the little... Uh, area where it says the price of the wine yeah that it has the sugar content really you look down there and some of them are like 18, do i want to know 18 grams other ones are like two grams yeah the high ones you're like oh yeah i knew that because it's an instant <laughs> hangover after two glasses yep that's a cheap wine and it's full of sugar so there you go look for a little or don't at the bottom. and just enjoy kevin's not getting back to me <laughs> Kevin's I think like I'm not trying I think to bait he threw myself his out. phone away as soon as he was finished that because we <laughs> we got him off guard. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, thank you to Kevin Burkhart. Thanks, uh, Christoph. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's, buddy. Merry Likewise. Christmas. You say Happy, Happy New Year everyone? or Happy New Year's? Listen, this year I'm not saying Happy New Year. I don't know if we're going we're gonna to make it, everyone. I'm just joking. But I'm not claiming 2021. Remember when 2020 was supposed to be the year, our year? No, I'm not going to say any of that. Just going to say taking it day by day. I just want to bring this up. I know we've been closing here for about five minutes. Because <laughs> I, I, I went deep. Whenever there's a new moon or a full moon a or a, a winter solstice, solstice yep. every one of them is like, this means new beginnings. <laughs> every one of them. I nope. did it last night. I was howling sitting reading the description or, <laughs> yes, you'll feel a new energy. Get rid of all the burdens. I'm like, you say this every freaking moon. <laughs> Baby, pandemic is a burden. We going to get rid of that soon? Yeah, no beginnings, endings. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we gotta focus. On. <laughs> um, hey, you can, you can take the uh, the Russian vaccine. What? It's Here? a it's a two shots of vodka. Uh, listen, you want to know what the Jamaican vaccine is? What? Ray and nephew. That thing's like sixty percent alcohol. That'll clean you out <laughs> right then in there. Okay, about Ray and nephew for everything. Okay, there you go. We just gave you some self help tips. <laughs> don't take that help. So uh, don't take that help. See you in 2021. Here's hoping. They're going home.
You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. James Duffy presents the Rubber Boots Podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The, the waiter comes up and he's like profusely sweating. <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us. He goes, hello, I am not well. I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.